So what's up? Um, this is the grand return, kind of. It's been a while. I don't think we've streamed since um, before the pandemic hit. Is it, hey, Bob, what's up, man? I'm glad to have you here, bro. So yeah, um, it's been a while. A lot's been going on this year, individually for me, the world, you know, collectively, humanity. It's been really hard and I just haven't had the capacity or energy or like, I didn't even think it was time for me to be streaming, you know, these past, what, five, six months. Like, it, it, it felt like more of a distraction. There's a lot of other work I had to do. There's a lot of other things I've been going through we'll talk about. But here we are, you know, things are at least getting better for me individually. And I think this might be a good time to actually talk about everything and get caught up and fall back into the flow. So today I have uh, Luke here, my good homie. And hold on, where is it? All right, that's not the right view. Hold on. <laughs> All right, so Luke's here, and we're just we're gonna just talk about a bunch of things that we think is important and just kind of get caught up here. It's going to be really free-flowing format, nothing crazy. Um, we're going to touch on a lot of different subjects. A lot of them are probably very sensitive. You know, but this is our perspective. This is what we think. This is what we know. We've been being very thoughtful and not pass along any fucking bullshit here or misinformation and all this stuff. It's really just about raising some awareness. And checking in. So, um, what's up, man? It's just opinions, too. Though. I've been saying this shit a few times as we've had such a crazy year, especially in regards to pandemic and all that. And there's that's just one of the big things that's gone on. I'm not going to be able to have, like, a real concrete opinion on this until probably a few years down the road. We don't, it's, everyone knows it from the beginning. We have so many conflicting opinions, conflicting science, all this, just a fucking mess. So, like, we can both give our opinions now. I bet they're not the same in three months. I bet they're even farther from that in six months. And then like I said, probably going to be two, three years so I can really look back at like, what went on. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's first impressions right now. So are you talking more about the, uh, your opinion about the pandemic? It's pandemic. like the, the like COVID, you mean, two, specifically? Yeah, the COVID pandemic and all the political unrest this year would be the two major things that I think we're going to need to reflect on after as opposed like you can get first impression now but it's just a fucking mess like you get and it's kind of a blessing and a curse that we get all the info at once right away now like everything happens and like I said there's a lot to talk about on that bro but we need to start with 2020 at the beginning and none of us recognized that the sign was Kobe passing and that hit harder than I mean we're both basketball fans since we were little kids so of course but it i felt like it hit harder than i would have expected nothing i'm not taking anything away from kobe or his career but it like took over right away you know what i mean like everyone like it the whole world was sad on that and as much as you get kobe's an icon and all that like athletes pass people pass that's just what happens but it just hit wrong and a lot of it was because he had his child with him it's weird circumstances in a helicopter that i guess shouldn't have been flying i don't know 
anything about that. There was really nothing to know. You know what I mean? It sounds like it was just a pilot who made a bad call, and Kobe probably wanted to take his private helicopter, so hopped in. It was the wrong day for it, but that shit just set stuff off on a weird note. When and was that? I feel like I want to say maybe March. I think it was yeah. I think it was March. I might. It could have been February, but it was at the beginning of the year, and things have just steadily gotten worse since then oh, as yeah. far as like shitty events happening and then obviously the pandemic kind of overarching everything and then I mentioned a lot of political stuff going on so we're coming up on election soon we're definitely going to have to talk about that on this or another one and then the social unrest too which is very related to both of them so I don't know I just feel like having an icon like Kobe pass kind of it unfortunately set the tone for this year like mm. it's been a sad year in a lot of ways and everything isn't bad I don't want to paint it like that but it just is what it is you know what I mean like it's been a weird time and that was it was pretty unexpected from like Kobe was he was just that he was like one of the biggest sports stars our entire lives you know what I mean yeah he's been retired for a few years but he would have what I would have expected is Kobe to be sitting and doing the same type of documentary that Mike did on the last dance in like 10 years you know what I mean doing yeah. the same thing that's not happening now. Like, yeah, there'll be documentaries about him. He won't be in them at his the age he should have been because he went too soon. Like, So, I don't know. I just feel like that was worth mentioning because it was a weirdly impactful event for an athlete like that. And as much as I was always a basketball fan and by default a fan of how Kobe played, I didn't expect it to have the impact it did. Like, people kind of, honestly, kind of brought a lot of people together, which was nice on, like... Before, what it was is someone thinks Kobe might be better than Mike. No, I think this person's better than him. Fuck, I think Bill Russell's the best. It was just like a sports debate, and it humanized him real quick, which was kind of cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, for for the for the Kobe thing for me, I didn't, I wasn't affected like that about it. You know, and like he's got that that rape case. You know, way back when. Who knows what actually happened, but like some shit did go down that wasn't okay between them. And, you know, I have like some morals around that that I don't agree with. Yeah. So since that happened with Kobe, I was always kind of like, I was this guy. Kobe as a person. Yeah. That's what trips me out too. Like, you know, someone like that dies and all the fans are up in arms about it. You know, people who've never met him or don't know him, you know, they're crying, they're bawling. Kobe tributes are just dropping the same day. All these things are happening because this, this, this athlete died. And then you see, you know, your neighbor dies for somebody and they don't have those kind of reactions no. towards that death. But it's because this person has been, you know, in so many people's faces as an icon, in a lot of ways, especially when it relates to basketball has influenced a lot of people. They feel so connected to this person they've never had a relationship with and it actually upsets them. It really makes, really weirds me out, you know? Like, yeah, it, it's, it, and it, it, and it turns, like, it, people forget about the, the rape thing, especially when it happened, I noticed. You know, it was all like, celebrate Kobe's life, all this stuff, but like, what about, you know, that those are not okay things, you know? Yeah, because exactly what you said is what's making me think along these lines. I had a few friends who, like, maybe casual sports fans but not like obsessed with basketball like both of us were when we were kids and it made them legitimately sad like I had a few people randomly i'm just like i'm just really down this week and i had random people i ran into people are just sad over it and 
what you brought up is legit and a few people did catch blowback on that being like look kobe caught his his rape case and there are actually some other details around that i actually happened because i like i said i really tainted my view of him as a person i can as a fan separate what someone does athletically to what they do off it like same, I, yeah, I don't respect doesn't take away like what Tiger Woods did right. cheating on his wife with all the hookers doesn't take away his masters like he still those are separate things like maybe he's right. not the greatest person in his personal life but he had accomplishments as an athlete like yeah so it is true like it's a real serious one if Kobe if that it, that actually happened which no one knows because what happened in the case for anyone who's not familiar he's settled out of court pretty quickly right. yeah. she got paid Ever since then, I was always a little biased because I was a Shaq fan, man. And him and Kobe had their issues. It was great to see them come back post-career and kind of hash it out. But I talked to a guy whose brother, this was actually just last year, whose brother played for the Denver Nuggets a, a while ago. And he was actually, I think he ended up coaching the Trailblazers briefly later. The guy was relatively in touch with the NBA. And I don't know how truthful it was, just one guy's opinion and what he was saying, but he said that that girl was well known as basically a, a pro sports groupie. She was yeah, around, well, and she was she tried right. to get money from other people. So yeah. whatever the d- details are, who who cares? Who knows? Like if he actually raped someone, can't fuck with someone like that. Obviously, yeah, that's like okay. that's a line that, and we'll probably bring that up more in the political sense later. People who conduct themselves like that can't fuck with them on any level. I think why it had such an impact on the whole public consciousness has nothing to do with that his personal life like what we saw with mj everyone who's a fan has been knowing this michael jordan's supposed to be the biggest asshole ever as a person right yeah. gambling right. addict basically a psycho mm-hmm. the greatest basketball player ever too and that's a lot of the psychology that makes him such a prick is probably why he was so good at basketball kobe had a lot of those characteristics too he was probably wasn't the the most fun to practice with it's also you know what it is like i respect it. it's fucking annoying these guys are like we put in our work for the week we want to maybe like go have a weekend and kobe's like i want to shoot a thousand jump shots after practice then i'm going to get there at 4 30 the next day we all heard the story about him calling his coach at like 2 30 in the morning be like meet me at the gym i need to practice like that kind of shit what that ended up with was one of the most ridiculous expressions of athletic potential we've ever seen and that's what i think people are appreciating that's the difference between your neighbor that you might pass that might pass and you of course would know that person better but you didn't see them achieve the the peak level of what a human is is capable of doing at their best and that's what kobe did yeah and i think that's why people appreciated it so much and it was so sad when he passed yeah so it's not like like it wasn't that sad when he was retired i know there's fans were like oh damn kobe's not playing anymore it's it like whatever that's what happens to athletes you know moving on but what you saw was a man who took the the best of his abilities and absolutely maxed them out in every way yeah yeah totally so i always have respect for people mastering the craft you know respect. yeah absolutely more than his 10,000 it's it's cool and especially when some you know a leader in a, a passion master painter or whatever someone who goes that deep into something spends so much time mastering something it's it's something to look up to you know, for me, if, like, you know, I see someone who's they laid the kind of groundwork, you know, you see Rembrandt painted hundreds of years ago, and that's still having a positive impact on people today, helping people strive for more, seeing what can, the human can do with any given craft and the limits they set for themselves or break, you know, all that stuff's amazing to me. But how, like, I don't, you know, so like, 
so like Kobe's Kobe dies and then COVID hits and like, how are you feeling? You know, like what, you know, what, what were you going through mentally when the pandemic hit and businesses get shut down and you're not sure if even you're going to have a job, not even sure if this fucking virus is real, not really sure what's going on. How did that like affect you? You know? Yeah. So as it, it jumped off, we initially we hear about this weird thing coming from Wuhan. I, I can't lie, and I was dead wrong. What I thought, at least, just like we had swine flu before, we had SARS. So I don't think it's it's a little more common to use it like that now. But this is it's SARS COVID two. That's the actual virus that we're dealing with. So it's very similar to when we had. The main difference with this one and all those is that it seems to spread much more easily and quickly. I still, I said a few times, and I still feel this way, I'm glad it's not Ebola. Like, I'm glad Mm -hmm. Ebola can't spread like that. If that was spreading across the world like this, that would be way scarier to me. So I, I take care of my health. I'm conscious of things like that. A respiratory infection just isn't that scary to me. And that's, I'm not trying to be like insensitive. Personally? Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking personally. This mm-hmm. first impression when it started, what when we really didn't know what it was and you're hearing about it from Wuhan and then it starts to become clear that it's going to spread. That was my, my first impression was I'm not even a little bit worried about myself personally. When I started to worry a little more is when I saw how many people it could affect, which is, is pretty clear now. And again, we do need more time and research and all that to see and just how it all shakes up. Like I said, two, three years down the road, the you get all the numbers. Yeah, you get to see how everything plays out, see if we've come up with a vaccine that actually works, all that shit. But initially, at the beginning, I just thought it was like the other ones we had. I can't lie, that's exactly what I thought. I was like this, and I didn't think it would spread this fast at all. I don't know that much about viruses. Like I said, I know about my personal health and I try to care, take care of myself, but I don't know. I don't know shit about viruses. I barely, I think a lot of us probably are in the same mode, but I don't even really know what a virus is, bro. Like, I know more, like, you know, like not, scientifically. I know, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not super educated on that shit, yeah. so I'm not, you're not going to pretend to. And that's where it's confusing as fuck at this point because you have so many different experts, doctors, politicians, just fucking people you talk to randomly that have their different opinions on what it is and what a virus can do. There's, uh, and just to be clear, I don't believe this at all, but there's a lot of fringe health people. And I like all health. I like Western medicine. I like Eastern medicine. I like holistic stuff. I like to learn about all of it. There's a good chunk of alternative health people into the hippie side of things who don't think viruses are a real thing mm. i obviously don't agree with that but like that's out there so we have the whole spectrum yeah that's it i, I want to touch on that for a sec because there is so much going on and so much information coming from a bunch of different places that everyone's really fucking confused and no one really knows what to make of anything right now especially you know it's it has a lot of layers to it whether it's misinformation campaigns or state funded campaigns all that shit's part of it there's social media play totally totally polarizing people there's just you know there's fucking pizza gate accounts with 10 million followers all of a sudden and it's just totally made up bullshit it's like all the drama and just like negative energy is what really drives clicks and that's that is what 
these systems are built to do and identify what's working and what's not is really based on a click, right? There's no, there's no higher level of, of well, there's no like higher level of, of the, our AI and machine learning and algorithms has not gotten to the point where they can understand what actually makes a human happy. It's literally driven by clicks and it has no other baseline for deciphering what's successful. So you see shit that, that gets attention, whether it's made up or not, gets pushed in, into a front of a lot, uh, in front of a lot of people. And most people, this is one thing I really encourage a lot of people to do is fact check shit. Don't just accept whatever the fuck you're hearing, whether it's here or like your most trusted source that you've known for 20 years. Like literally take the time to go and cross-reference stuff, check the resources of where that information came from, see what research has done about it. Like make sure the information you're getting is backed up by, by some actual info and not just kind of, you know, telephone game type of thing. I heard this, I heard this, and then it just becomes something else. And as I really, it's hard because everyone's so confused, dude, on so many levels, right? Like I, you, it, the pandemic hits and you got a, a president saying it's no big deal. And then like, but the scientists are saying it's a big deal. And even science is an evolving thing. You don't just know everything about, you know, it's, it's a learning process. You can't just be like, yeah, this new virus, this is everything it does off the rip. You know, everything that happens, that shit takes time too. So then it also becomes like, there's no understanding of an evolution of like, under, like thinking about something. So I can't, it, it's like, oh, you said it was this when co- you said the virus wasn't a big deal when it hits, but now it is, you're a liar. But like, no, like, people's understanding of things evolve and change. And as you figure out things more, you actually can identify or have some understanding around what it is, you know? So I just think like, yeah, man, the whole misinformation thing is a, is a, is a big one, you know? It, it's really gotten really confusing for a lot of people. Definitely, bro. And this is a, it's a disturbing trend, but I think it's more and more common when I see, and I'm going to lump some random shit together here, but what we see, you see the motherfuckers who maybe are like a flat earther kind of conspiracy, like some wild shit like that, maybe some Q shit, maybe some Trump shit, maybe some viruses aren't real. It seems like they often believe them all. And I'm like, you really think all these wild things, like I'm not saying none of them, there might be shreds of truth here or there, some different conspiracies yeah, i'm sure are real but overall if you go all in on all the big popular conspiracies you're just setting yourself up to be wrong about yeah. a lot of stuff it's just it's foolish i mean i think it's people just wanting really to contradict and i'm not saying that the popular <coughs> excuse me narrative is always correct but there's more likely to be truth in it like yes there's mass dis- disinformation but now we have such a free flow of information, it's really easy to call bullshit on stuff. Yeah. And if you just apply a little bit of common sense, you can usually at least get a good idea of what's bullshit and what's not. So if we're going on actually on the pandemic and what it is, and I want to talk more about like the implications of it and the shutdown and all that, but this is what it is. We have a, a pretty dangerous, very infectious respiratory illness. What it does is it infects your respiratory system We've all heard about people who get it, are mildly ill, usually some flu-like symptoms for a week or two, they're fine. And then we've all heard about people who get it and get a serious infection and die. So it seems what, like what happens, at least from what I've, I've looked into, when it goes past like the upper part of your respiratory system and really settles into your lungs, that's when it's potentially serious. But it, as it's not the virus that kills you, what the, and this is, this is just what's not clear now. It seems like if you do get that deep infection, 
then you have a weird autoimmune response, which I've dug into a lot of weird health things. Autoimmune cases have been skyrocketing in recent years. There's probably a lot of reasons for that. The environment we live in, all the toxins, shitty food, people being less healthy by accident. Like I said, most of it's just unconscious shit. You don't do the, the basic thing. So I don't know if you remember, bro, but this it has nothing to do with COVID. This would be my advice on anything trying to stay healthy. Make sure you're getting outside, getting some sunlight and fresh air. Make sure you're sleeping well. That will help you with literally any sort of health issue you could run into, anything. So at the beginning of this, I remember being like, at least like it, when it, it seemed like it might be more, it's still certainly necessary in a lot of ways, but it seemed like we might be getting to a point where you're going to have to avoid people strictly. I was like, yo, we live in Colorado. You can sleep, still get out into the mountains. Unfortunately, where we live, that's exactly what people are doing. Like when it just hit, when things were probably at their most locked down here, the trail heads were packed. And yeah, like don't get like don't do what we saw in California and have a fucking single file yeah. trail for for miles. But like in Colorado, there's more trails than people. Like you can go out into the mountains completely by yourself, be completely safe. That's the healthiest thing you can do. It doesn't matter. If we're talking about a cold, a flu, anything, or more serious, if we're talking about cancer, heart disease, any of that, getting out outside of fucking skin cancer, getting outside in the sun is going to be good for you. You know what I mean? So it's just the basic things you can check off, like sleep and being outside that are so obvious. And then I'll wrap this real quick and get back, because this just made me really happy this morning. I'm scrolling through my, my Google News feed like I do most mornings. And that was my first thought. The main reason to get out in the sun, there's a lot of ancillary benefits, is because that's how your body produces vitamin D. That's just a key. It's vitamin D acts like a hormone in your body, and it's key for the immune system. Yes, you can supplement with it. Even if you supplement, you still have to get out in the sun to activate it. So it's always better to do that regardless. But you do that, your immune system is going to be in better shape. So that was just common sense to me. Now what's come out since, and what I just read this morning on my news feed was finally a fucking, I don't remember what the, the site was, but it was a, a mainstream source saying that vitamin D is really important for this shit. So it's just so simple and easy. Like you literally just have to walk outside. It's 20 minutes a day. That's all you fucking need. And if that could stop you, if, if that could stop you from getting seriously ill from a lot of different things, just do that shit. You know what I mean? It's something that basically anyone can do. Like outside of maybe being in a city that was in full lockdown, it's accessible to fucking anyone. And make a massive difference for anything you run into COVID aside but particularly relevant to this one and when we talked about before Dr. Rhonda was the first one Joe had her on mm -hmm. Jerry and she yeah. yeah the and there's been a few studies to back this up so the numbers seem fairly accurate now six percent of cases were had sufficient levels of vitamin D and that's pretty normal at least for the American population most people are vitamin D deficient usually they say around 80 but serious COVID cases almost all of them were vitamin D deficient 94% so if that's just one little thing is that gonna stop you from getting seriously ill from COVID probably not but is it gonna help possibly and if it's so easy to just do that shit like I said sleep and get your ass outside and you're in a better place for anything and, and that's important for mental health too right like yeah and that's a i want to ask you about that because there's a lot of people you know that i'm connected with that are in cities that do live back in new england where you don't see sun for 100 plus days of the year or you know out in seattle same kind of thing it's always raining and winter's coming up here we're we're blessed that we get the sun 300 days a year part of why we're here you know 
it does help but there's a lot of areas where people don't aren't they're you know as a result of being in a city with no sun and a lack of motivation to exercise it's affecting their mental health as a result as well what would you recommend these people do what if they're not able to just go run around in the city because there's hundreds of people around they're scared of covid right they're stuck in their home they don't know what to do their their mental health is declining because they're stuck at home they're not having any human contact what would you recommend for those type of people you know would it be something more yoga based or you know should they seek out a community maybe that's even online that does like virtual dances or something like what would you you know what would you suggest for someone who's really stuck in a rut i guess you know mm-hmm well, yeah, basically what you just said, I agree with all three of those, bro. But just to, to wrap up the vitamin D thing, we mm. both from New England. It's gray as fuck there, like up to six months out of the year. I never got any kind of serious seasonal defective disorder, like basically being depressed when it's all gray out, like what people get in Seattle all year. Mm-hmm. But when I did first learn about these things a few years ago when I was still living in New England and I started taking vitamin D, as a supplement because you don't have access to the sun like we do here. I just noticed I felt better. And I did, I had a few friends, just anecdotes who did get fairly depressed in the winter months. And when they took vitamin D there, like it just went away. It's just a pretty easy fix. Like I said, it still doesn't mean you can stay in your goddamn apartment all day and just pop a vitamin D pill, (laughs) but it will help. And you can get that shit for 10 bucks a bottle at Trader Joe's. Like anyone can get it. You can order it off Amazon. It's cheap as fuck. So, cover that as far as the other thing you said which is every bit as relevant to your health as getting your ass outside having connections with people is the most important thing for your health it's been shown over and over again health and longevity having strong connections with other people in your life is the biggest factor so the blue zones where they have the oldest living people in the world there's like six of them around the world that are commonly studied that's the key factor. They all do different things. Yeah, there's some commonalities about like being active, but they don't eat the same foods. They don't do have the same lifestyles, but what they do all have is strong connections in some kind of community. What we have now, is it the perfect replacement? No, but you can connect with people all over the world. Even if you're in an isolated place, even if you're in somewhere you really don't fit in, you still have the ability to connect with people. So that option's still there. What I would recommend for someone, because that's still a hard thing to do. Say you're, you're stuck in a rut and you don't have a lot of good connections in your life. Like, yeah, you have the option to go, but it's still going to be hard to seek it out online. It's even harder to seek it out in person. What you can do for yourself, and by the basic, just like take care of yourself. I'm not the, the biggest yoga person. I see benefits for other people. I would go even easier than that and just say some kind of basic meditation which is like basic breathing exercises because just sitting there meditating doesn't work for a lot of people so just basic basic breathing and that can that goes hand in hand with yoga but just being real like a lot of us you've done a little like i've gone to yoga class it's not something i'm going to do with myself all the time i like to do do other kind of physical things but what literally anyone can do and the easiest type you just google box breathing that's it it's usually something from like four to six in and out it's Mm -hmm. the easiest shit ever you can do it for three fucking minutes and feel way better about your day so that's honestly what i would recommend over any of it and little things like that are then the catalyst for like gives you a little more energy so then that person has enough motivation to maybe get outside and go for a quick walk and get their little bit of sun you know what i mean it like it snowballs did did you see david blaine go holding on to fucking balloons floating into space yeah the the breath work point you just made is fucking huge man huge in every facet of life just feeling anxious depressed 
you, you can't come back to a moment or like, you, and it, but man, just, just having breathing techniques that you can practice, I found are f- so important for me. And I, you know, I realized this too. I struggle with cigarettes. When I go and smoke a cigarette, I'm kind of inadvertently doing breath work. I'm taking deep breaths in and quick breaths out and getting CO2 out of my body. And I'm getting more oxygen in. I mean, it's mixed with chemicals, but I am like, my ritual of smoking the cigarette is, is a, is a time to recalibrate. And I think over time, I didn't realize this, you know, until recently that kind of was an inadvertent breath work, but I think that's part of why I'm hooked on it because it helps me deep breathe. And I found that when I've been getting more anxious and I just take some breaths and do some circle breathing or box breathing or, you know, many techniques you can look up plenty of videos on it, especially David Winhoff does some great shit. I mean, I'm sure, you know, he's the ice guy. I'm sure you guys are familiar with him but yeah is there any like breathing techniques that you specifically do that you could yeah. absolutely so the easiest one by far you can barely even call it a breathing exercise but you made me think of it because you said make you less anxious and this is huge if you just breathe through your nose instead of your mouth mm. literally anyone can do it unless you you've been punched in the face so many times <laughs> you can't breathe through your nose anyone can do this shit it makes a massive difference with your nervous system just breathing through your nose also will help you sleep better, all sort of shit. Well, I'd recommend, I gave you this book a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's called The Oxygen Advantage. It's a pretty straightforward, basic one. Very like easy, practical stuff for just day-to-day all the way up to like improving athletic ability and health in general. But it's just, guy's name is Patrick McCowan, this Irish guy. He's just a, a, a researcher who's gone in deep on breast stuff. I found him a few years ago. You mentioned Wim Hof. He's another very simple. His is a little more intensive as far as do this exercise for a few minutes. But the way it's taken off, and I think he has marketed himself well. And he was also, dude's just a character, man. Wim Hof is hilarious. So I think that is also, it's just shown by how many people like to do it. That's a good one to look into. And there's so many people who will show you how to do it easily. He puts out most of his stuff for free. Also, one of the coolest things what got me interested in, in Wim Hof stuff originally wasn't like the ability to withstand cold. That's cool. But like, honestly, I don't need to go out and hike a mountain in my fucking shorts in the middle of winter. That's Same. it's yeah, a cool fast. gimmick. But like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any need to do that in my life. Like yeah. we have jackets and stuff. now. <laughs> yeah. What they showed right after the ability to withstand cold is very clear cut experiments on that breath technique and how it ups your immune system so that's just a, an obvious one to fuck with now and i can't lie, i've been using that for years i can't say how much of an effect it actually has if i ever feel myself feeling a little sick usually it's like normal cold shit a little raspy i do a couple rounds of his breathing technique and whether or not it actually does anything it makes me feel like something's happening which is good regardless like yeah, that yeah, yeah. the placebo effect is it gets tossed around too much but it has a massive effect on little health consequences Especially if it's a positive placebo what's wrong with that no yeah. but that's that's all it is so the placebo yeah. effect like it's still the way it's used you think placebo is something that's not real now we're saying like studied over and over again if you're in the hospital with a broken leg and you focus on that leg, it will heal faster. That's like, there's no debate there. That's like, it's easy science. The same thing if you have a cold, if you have a bruise, literally anything. If you exercise and you want to build muscle, they've done just visualization versus a control group, and they build muscle without even working out. Like, it's 
in some cases, I'm sure there could be like a misplaced placebo that's not real, but the placebo effect is not like a fake thing that we think is think works. So it makes it it's a real tangible like physical thing that happens. So the Wim Hof thing has been backed up. Like I said, the reason I can't say it's definitely done something for me is because like I haven't studied before and after and like isolated different things. I just do it because it makes me feel better. Yeah. The other great thing about that breathing technique in general is it makes you feel better right after as far as like boost your mood. So the same way like for a lot of people you do a little work, workout, go on a run, usually you feel a little bit of an elevated mood after. We used to think that was neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. It seems like it actually comes from your endocannabinoid system. So it doesn't really matter. They'll pin down the mechanism exactly eventually, but you do know most people it's going to make you feel better afterwards. So another side benefit because you said, I really think being in a good mental state has more to do with your immune system than any of the actual, like the little practical things of vitamin D, the sleep, all that. Yeah, no shit. That's common sense. You know what I mean? And it all helps. I think being in a good mental state is actually better for you. Like as far as the tangible impact on you not getting sick from something like COVID or the flu or anything. Or when you do get it, because it's not going to stop you from contracting something, at least doing better through it because like i said what, whatever the illness is but particularly the one we're dealing with now we see people who are getting so sick they die from it and we're seeing people who have no issues with it and genetics state they're in right now who knows there's we'll just see that down the road yeah. we get more detail on this but shit bro let's go in on the actual impacts of the pandemic the lockdown everything you think of that because like i said the virus all i'm taking from it as far as the health side is just try to take care of yourself a little better than you did I said, I'm, I really, I, I like engaging in stuff that makes me healthier. I've been into that for years now, but this has just motivated me to like be a little more healthy than I was before. Like something, I'm a, a weed smoker, have been for, for most of my life now. I started smoking less when this started because it just makes sense to me, like respiratory illness. I remember you saying that. I'm yeah. not going to burn as much shit. And I'm not saying if you're a smoker that you should quit or anything like that, but same thing for you. You haven't quit, but at the beginning you were like, this is probably a reason to smoke fewer cigarettes. Yeah. And it obviously is, because that's one thing that came up right away. There's been some different research with cannabis, but smoking cigarettes will activate the exact same receptors in your lungs that this virus attaches to. So if there's ever a time to at least minimize the amount of smoke you're inhaling, it's now. And at least where we're at in Colorado, bro, if we're talking weed, you got options, man. We got edibles, vape yeah. pens, all that shit. Yeah, we got forest fires we can just breathe in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I want to get into that stuff. So the pandemic hits, right? And like personally, I've been going through stuff too. And I can talk about that later when you dip out. But I, you know, you're right. I think you're right on about the mental health part of it. My mental shit is not in balance the rest of my life really gets fucked up yeah. and it's all really related but that is the balance thing balance 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 with everything and staying in balance is so freaking important and that just totally got away from me most of this year you know and it wasn't just a result of like me not doing things you know the pandemic hit i lose job we got to move out of a mountain home into lafayette where i don't want to be uh, my relationship starts getting really difficult. Um, we got no money. We can't go anywhere. You know, it just like things got really hard. I'm not, you know, I got a very small group of people I'm really close to here. 
but not like my family and all like you know mob of people back home you can just you know connect with so it's been very fucking challenging man like really hard you know and and you know we got to a point where like of course like I, i am i am capable of a lot as a as a human being i have a lot of privileges i enjoy as a result of my life and what I do for work and all these kind of things. But I, in those moments, I wasn't any different from anybody else with no money, living off unemployment, relationship falls apart. Don't know where I'm going to live. Don't know, where, you know, all that stuff. And it was a, a lovely reminder because I'd been there multiple times in the past for years and years, a long time, you know, been homeless, all that kind of stuff. So this coming around, the, the feelings of like things falling apart weren't as di- difficult to do. It was just the imbalance of it all and, and the weight of it all and feeling the, just the, the suffering that is going on with humanity, right? So the pandemic hits, everybody's fucking unemployed. Then you get the cop killing George Floyd and it's on video. And everybody sees it. Forget Ahmaud Arbery, right? Yeah, yeah, this is... Absolutely great. I'm glad you said that because this is not the first instance of this. This has been going on. This is not anything new. It is new that everybody gets to see it. But you saw, especially when that started happening, there was just a flood of like, look at all this fucking shit. Look at all this shit. Yeah. And even now, you know, since that has happened and all these protests have happened, what the fuck has actually changed, man? We we failed to pass an anti-lynching law. Like that is actually in reality nothing in regards to our system or or way of life has changed, and I think and you you see at the same time people specifically like top ten percent of people are making a shitload of money right now. The people with money are making fuck loads right now, right? Just have a question. Yeah, yeah. Throw it back. So you're talking like I've just seen it in the news recently. I'm not as in touch with this, but I see Bezos, Elon Musk, and I don't remember the other billionaire off the top, all added like 30 to 40% to their net worth. How are they making all this cash right now? Oh, great question. So um, I'm building a tool and I didn't really know either, right? I don't keep up with finance markets as much as I used to. And so when historically a pandemic hits, depression hits, recession hits, unemployment hits, the market crashes. This time around, it didn't do that. And I think what I've realized now, so I started building a tool for this guy. Same kind of thing. So I got work now and, and he wants me to build this tool that has some ML and AI shit that streamlines this process to be able to purchase stocks in an instant. Right. I can't get into more details than that. But through talking to him, he is telling me how much money he's been making during all this shit. And I think it's a result of a couple things. One the most of the world's stocks are owned by rich people, right? I think it was something like 10, the richest 10% in the U.S. own like 90 or over over 50% of stocks, right? And then the stimulus bill. So that's $2 trillion injected to the economy that was mostly given to, there's a lot of fraud that happened with that. Everyone is going for the free government running. So a lot of it went to, to bigger businesses, businesses that didn't need it, businesses that are going to fail anyways when that PPP shit checks out. You know, a lot of people didn't get any help with that. So that was part of it. So I kept those businesses afloat. And $2 trillion going to the economy, 
the way people spend, right? We vote for our way of life with our wallets, dude, I believe. So when everyone got their stimulus check, I can't tell you how many friends I had being like, I'm going to buy a TV. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. Where the fuck do you think that money goes? Right into those guys' pockets, dude. You probably bought that shit on Amazon. You probably searched for it on Google. You probably maybe asked a friend for about it on Facebook. Dude, yeah, that is exactly the point. So all that $2 trillion went to the people, kind of. And then what did go to the, you know, the regular human being who works a nine to five and makes 20 bucks an hour, whatever the fuck like most people who live in America don't they they give their whatever money they were given gets di- funneled directly back into the capitalist system the corporations and that's where all the money lies so then as a result you're seeing that even bigger wealth gap happening as well right but what's happening now is we're in a bubble as a result of this shit so if they don't pass another stimulus bill the i think that everything's going to collapse because there'll be no more money. And it, they just kind of get to that point where, you know, government is never supposed to bail out corporations to begin with. So in 2008, when they did that, that changed everything. It, his, you, government was never supposed to get involved with business. They bailed out all the banks in 2008 because everything was collapsing. First time that's ever happened. Now that's a standard. So I don't think that'll ever, I don't think they would actually ever let everything collapse again. But if it does and they don't pass the stimulus bill, the bubble's going to pop, man. It's going to get really bad. Yeah. Stimulus. So we, you're talking about the important side of it. This is what I saw. And I, got, I was fortunate enough to not lose my job, not be hurting for money. I was just fine. I still got that check in the mail. And I was like, like, like I'm not going to say no. What would you do with it? I, it went right into to my bank account. I didn't. Good boy. I literally did nothing. And I honestly, what I kind of felt I should do, because it was for me, it was legitimately just a free handout. I felt like if I knew, like, I don't follow markets at all. I played with that a little bit when I was in college and was like, I'm not going to do this. It would just be a waste of time and money for me. I wish if I knew a little more about it, I think I probably should have invested it in something and just let it chill for however many years and been like, oh, that was just like a, a blessing for me. But I just took it put it in my account. So I didn't, I didn't need, I didn't have anything to spend it on. And I didn't, I don't need a new TV. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. My, my TV's good. So <laughs> I didn't have anything I needed for, but what I thought right away for personally, I was like, one, why am I getting this? Why are they not checking who has jobs and saying, if you're ha- you have a job and you're fine, why are we giving you extra money? It just seems like kind of a, a waste in that sense. Also to like, to people who really did need it and help them, that's great. Honestly, I don't know who twelve hundred dollars to really help. Like, Same. it might be the tiniest boost, but like, what's that? A month's rent. That's it. Yeah. So you get it. Literally, they were like, "Here's a month. This is now gone on for what? Like eight months. Like, what? What the fuck is twelve gonna do?" And what pissed me off more because everyone seemed aware of this and then forgot it as soon as the check came. That was literally just here's a little money and shut the fuck up. It was like when you have that spoiled little rich kid who's already blown his fucking allowance and then he's crying to his parents like and they're like here's 20 more bucks shut up yeah that's basically what they did to us yeah. as the the lower levels of the american economy just take this shut up and keep it moving like it was to me it was almost like a fuck you and what you said the actual effects of it is that money is going right back into the people who were receiving much more in the form of loans or tax breaks or any all the shit that, that I'm personally just not that educated on, but it's kind of obvious what happens with it. So I thought that shit was stupid as fuck. As far as the next stimulus they've talked about now, it seems like they ran into 
a little roadblock as far as the parts and shit. Is- it's currently dead in the water. So do you not think a second one's going to go? Because the latest thing I heard, and I'm not... Not until after the election. Yeah, because Trump shit, the latest one he said, and you can take nothing he says at face value because he just says bullshit and tweets and all that, but he was like, we're going to take the extra corona relief money that we haven't spent and send people another check what i said about the first one and i absolutely believe this if he does push another one through then it will be for sure he just wants to give people a check so they vote for him be like here's another thousand bucks you should probably vote for me like fucking joe didn't give you a thousand bucks and there's a lot of people who are dumb enough to be like well he gave me a thousand bucks and i got a new flat screen yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah exactly man yeah that's that's a t- yeah so if you're listening save your fucking money in moments like this or why you save your money. You stack your dough so when shit hits the fan, you have something to fall back on. And if you don't get affected individually <coughs> to the point where you your life is, you don't need to, I mean, like you don't lose your job. Say pandemic hits, you don't lose your job. You still have that money saved. Now everything's crashing. It gets really cheap. You use that money to build wealth, Right. So like right, right when the pandemic hit, what Bitcoin went down to like two thousand again, right? All the markets crashed. So if I had a stockpile saved, I'm buying up everything right there. Interest rates for houses are like what, what point something zero whatever percent, pretty much nothing. I'm buying a house. Zero percent already. Yeah, yeah. Like even everything. This is the time when sh- when shit and it always happens. There's cycles of this. So start saving now for the next issue in ten years that happens. But there will be moments where things get really cheap. And if you've been smart with your, your money, you will be able to survive and build wealth at the same time, even though things are difficult, you know, and if not at worst case, you got some shit to pay rent with and feed yourself for longer than a month. The hard part is most people work jobs. You know, it's, it's built like that It's built in a way for you to make the minimum amount of money to survive. So at the end of the month, I know even people are making 100 racks a year. At the end of the month, we're all at zero. We all got zero in our bank account, right? Yeah, well, because it's like this, and I feel like people are, are so easily tricked into this. Say you have you have a decent job, you make like 80K a year, then you get a promotion or raise, and you're making 100 the next year. So you refinance and buy a nicer car. You get You get a Tesla instead of the last one you had. And like you said, you still end with zero. Keep the old one until you can buy the new car. Like... It was this is hilarious to me. My friend just sent it to me the other day. It was a fucking Lil Duval interview, and he's he's like a, a comedian basically. I mean, I know he occasionally makes goofy songs and shit, drops something that's all right every now and then. But like he, he's just a funny guy. He's just doing a little interview with it was like Charlemagne or, or Joe Budden or just one of those like one of the the big guys in hip hop, and he's straight. He's just like I don't understand credit. He's like, why would you buy something that you don't have money for? And like credit makes sense in a lot of ways. Say you're trying to start a business say you need it to to buy a house for your family but to buy a car you don't need or to buy clothes to take a trip like the the biggest one that i see all the time that people do and i know in rare cases this might make sense but like people will go on a vacation and put that shit on their credit card like yo if you want to go on a vacation make the money so you can go on a fucking vacation you know what i mean like how but it was just such a legit thing because especially towards he's speaking to the demographic that listens to hip-hop who's as a large part, pretty ignorant of this stuff. You just like, don't put stuff on credit, make the money, and then you can spend it. And if you do want shit you don't need, at least have the money to buy it. You know what I mean? If you do just want clothes, cars, whatever, 
great you can have that but you, you have to work for it and make the cash first yeah <laughs> like, this is a, I, I want to sh- i've got a lot of questions about this one like a school loan shit which is credit right so, this, is, this is i just want to share i've got so many fucking messages about this dude like because i did that right i went to australia and i took out uh eighteen thousand dollar loan i was still in school so it was a private private loan right 30 percent interest whatever went to australia spent it all i can't pay it when i get out of school it's like 600 bucks a month right i'm not fucked there's no way plus my other school loans you know I, loans get up to like 1500 a month all considered i'm getting out of school right dirt what so what i did was i stopped paying it I didn't talk to him for five years, right? An $18,000 loan. So you, you would think, so compound interest over those years, it probably would have ballooned to double that. Say it's 36,000. What I did was save up. I did research. So in reality, how much these finance companies finance their, the loan that they're going to be giving you for is very low. More often than not, the amount they actually take out is way less than what they give you. So you can make a deal with them when you have X amount of dollars. So I didn't pay my $18,000 loan. I called them when I had 10 G's saved. And I was like, hey, I have 10 grand right now. I'll send you it all right now if we make a deal. So it was a little back and forth. I started really low. I was like five grand. They were laughing, six grand. They were laughing, seven grand, laughing. And I said, all right, 10 grand. They're like, hold on, let me approve that. They approve it. We had other stipulations to it that, so obviously that the only bad thing that happens when you default, dude. So you don't pay, they'll annoy you for payments. It'll go into collections. They'll call you for payments. Then it'll default. But default is where you want it to be because then you have options to pay it back. And this is one of my options: negotiating, right? So part of the deal was I give them ten grand now on the eighteen thousand dollar loan. I, they wiped all interest I owed them over that whole length of the loan, five years, didn't have to owe them any of that. And they wiped it from my credit card if I gave them that money. I mean, my credit report if I gave them that money now. So the loan was cleared. So loan disappears, never on my credit report after that point. I paid it off. I didn't have to pay any interest. I actually paid it for eight G's less than I took it out for, which is really the amount that they borrowed against to fund you. So vice versa i'm paying 500 bucks a month in that loan i'm probably not even paying off the interest and by five years later i still owe 30 grand on it and i'm never paying that off talk about just this student loan shit because this never made sense to me man if in most cases i know there's some forms of education it might be worth taking a loan whatever that is going in just for the sake of the education just because you want to gain that knowledge and you think the the money is worth it that's not what, what's going on, at least with the, the university system over here. So if you go in for whatever the degree is, it could be engineering, English, or whatever, the first thing, if you'd be like, I want to go through this with the idea of getting a career, it should be, what do I make, what can I make per year on average in this field? And then you should look at how many years it would take you to pay off the cost of that. Because right now, people are going for something paying what 40 to 80,000 a year, I know more or less scholarships, all that shit, but whatever, we'll say they pay 40 grand a year for four years for a job that you can make $50,000 a year on. So then you take your living expenses out of that and if we factor in all the other life things, like maybe you end up starting a family or wanting to finance a house, 
probably a car, the normal things that, that you do in life, then you have no chance of paying that back for like 10 plus years minimum. That's just a stupid investment. Like if we're talking about putting your money in something, you should have some idea to get it back. Like, and I was kind of a weirdo with this. And I, I'll admit I wasn't that into school, but I did three years of college. The first two years I went for economics. I definitely, that, that was just cause I fresh out of high school. I just picked one. Like I think a lot of people do. It would probably would have been better for me to take a few years off, get a better idea of what I want to do with my life. But everyone's telling me I should go right to school. Uh, I got decent grades. So yeah. go right to school. I worked construction jobs in the summer and I got help from my family. I didn't take out a loan. I did the third year for nutrition, which is something I'm very interested in, passionate about, much more into, but I did exactly that. The The fourth year I was going to have to go, I was going to have to take out a small loan, like pennies compared to the normal student loan, a couple grand. And I looked at the potential jobs I could get and the farther education, because I would have had to do another year or two to get a like a certification in dietetics, some shit like that. And then a job that I probably wasn't that into. And I was like, this makes no sense because what they taught me freshman year in economics was there's an opportunity cost to doing that shit. And I literally, I was like, you taught me a year ago not to do this. And I stopped going to school and it's worked out perfectly for me. Like, it was the best decision I ever made. Will I ever go back and finish? Maybe, maybe not. I'll go back and finish if I think the cost will be worth it, either for the value of the knowledge most likely or possibly because I think I'll get a return on that investment financially. And that just, it just seems like it's simple math. Like I said, I was just lucky because the one that I randomly picked out of high school taught me why that didn't make sense. For most people, you go on for whatever, even your average business degree might not teach you that basic concept that the cost of what you're doing isn't equal to what you That's get. So <laughs> like, Dude, I'm so glad you said it. So, uh, I, my, my bachelor's degrees are in finance and computer science. So by the time I was done studying finance, I was like, this shit is so fucked up. I was so disgusted. About it. I didn't even want a job in that industry. I was like, this is such a scam. They look like they show you how you're getting scammed. And it's like, all oh, it's just a big game, dude. And they, it's just like, oh man, down in the stock markets, down to your credit, down in the schools. It's all just like, you got to play the game, dude, and make your way around it and not necessarily follow the rules, you know? And then like, I really had this uh, realization that I was like, this finance shit is literally just figuring out how to take money away from other people. And more specifically, people who take out money with debt, with money they don't have that doesn't exist. And then they're expected to pay back more than they borrowed against with money that also doesn't exist. Because interest rate creates money that isn't real. That's nothing that's like, right? I, I, you give me, a, I was like, hey, Luke, can I borrow a dollar? You're like, yeah, you're going to owe me 10 cents back for every minute you hang on to that dollar interest, right? Okay, where the fuck am I getting that 10 cents? That doesn't even exist in the world right now, right? Our world is this $1 is the only money that exists and now we're adding interest rates to it. That's like not anything I can even have access to unless I go get it from somebody else to pay you, right? And it's that cycle of that, taking money from each other in order to pay each other off, but the debt is never so ending, growing. I have a question that you, you might know, like, I don't know that much about student loans because I never got one myself for the reasons I just cited, but as far as like how the, the original bubble that burst in the 2009 recession, that was a lot of like shitty mortgages they gave to people who they knew couldn't buy them back, then sold that debt to other companies. Went, we've all seen that bullshit student loans never go away right like you'd have to pay something on them originally there's no like if you go bankrupt your student loan's still there so do they sell those as more secure bonds or whatever you 
trade that shit because they know it's guaranteed that someone's going to have to pay something on it originally? Like, is that a type of debt that's traded around a lot? There's a, there's a difference between um, private school loans and federal yeah. school loans. The federal school loans are fine. They're cheap. They let you pay as you go. They're flexible, all that stuff. Obama did some cool things for that, actually. The private school loans with the 30 fucking percentage, that's fucked. That's the shit that's fucked. I'm assuming they sell that debt around because it seems like it would be a pretty secure one. To exactly. Because I've never heard someone actually negotiate a student loan that I'm sure it happened. So what... The logic of what happened in 08 with the mortgage and subsidiaries and the housing crisis is is exactly what's happening now with small businesses, actually. not The school loans is kind of its own thing, but that same idea, they're, they're not like selling off. Uh, they won't put all the shitty loans, the school loans in one place and sell them to a different company. They can't do that, but they can do it with small businesses. So what they've been doing is like, like, dude, if I go to try to get a loan from PayPal right now, the terms are insanity. Like you wouldn't you pay back a thousand. It's like, does it's like impossible if you were to take money from them. But what they're doing is giving those shitty loans to a bunch of small business owners who they know can't pay them back. Same thing, dude. Then they'll put them in a package. And sell the debt to someone else. Yep. They'll be like, this is a group of bad, yeah. bad debt. And then they'll sell it to that. And then it's not off their books. Then they'll hedge against it. That's going to collapse at some point. At the same time, it's the ultimate scam because they're doing it to small businesses now and not just homeowners. So, like, in that sense, they can destroy a lot of competition, you know, make yeah. the big guys own more. So yeah. That's definitely one effect that I expected from the beginning of this, and it will take a few years to play out. But what it seems like is that this whole pandemic and the lockdown is basically going to weed out a lot of small businesses that could have just scraped by. Like, they were viable businesses, but they can't. If you say you have to shut your doors for three-plus months, there's no way. Like, the restaurant or bar or little store or whatever – so what's going to happen to those after like we're seeing it even in a pretty affluent area that we live boulder colorado a lot of the really nice restaurants right downtown have shut their doors permanently what i fully expect to happen is a larger group will buy them up in the next year open them up again and then it'll just be consolidated into like that just seems obvious and with the same thing with a lot of different little business they're going to shut down they're not going to go away as far as a business. People still need the shit they went to that store for. Or they want to go to that restaurant or bar. It's just going to be owned by a larger corporation now instead of a, a smaller one. And that was already happening anyway. I just see it speeding up the process. So, so how do you feel about all this shit? So, like, like guys, uh, this shit. So we got we got a pandemic that hits. All these small businesses and people are failing. A lot of people are unemployed. You get, you get the George Floyd thing happening. Boom, civil unrest. So what the fuck? What the fuck, dude? What are you like? How? Uh, let's get into that. Let's get into this, the the um, the civil unrest stuff. And this is a difficult topic, right? Black Lives Matter. I can't breathe. Everyone's got their own agenda. Whatever the fuck. But this event happens where millions of people are unemployed, don't really have anything to do. They're being affected. All the bullshit and systematic fucking abuse is coming to the surface. People can see it now. They're understanding, waking up to the fact that this shit, because like all this shit that's been going on for me is nothing new. This is d decades of, I, I know this has been the case, but now it's coming to the surface, right? Yeah. And now people are getting fucking pissed and they're getting out in the streets. And a lot of crazy shit's happening. 
How are you feeling about all this? Do you feel like you need to be out there too? Are you on team humanity? Do you believe in more law and order? You know, like, should we just let this kind of pass? Is it okay for people expressing themselves and what they believe? You know, how is this all, specifically the civil unrest stuff, affecting you and your relationship with humans and, you know, the powers that be? Just to be completely honest, as far as affecting me in my day-to-day life, no, absolutely not. Like, do I have friends, yourself, and others who who are very involved, so I learn more about it, for sure. But as far as effect on my life, like, no, I'm a white male living in Boulder, Colorado. That doesn't have an effect on us here, and even as bad as things get in other cities, like, it's very unlikely to touch us here as far as our day-to-day lives. So no, what I'm more interested in is, will any of this be a catalyst for change? Because too often, large-scale protests happen, a lot of shit's destroyed, and then there's nothing, no result of it. Like you said, if we can't even get a fucking anti-lynching law passed, like, what's the point of it all? But the flip side is, occasionally, whether we're talking about, like, Gandhi and his march, or we're talking about the civil rights stuff and MLK, does cause massive change. So in that case, it's probably worth whatever the issue is, letting the response happen, and hopefully the one out of however many actually does result in change. What worries me is because I think it was unfortunately brought to light for a lot of us when Trump's dumbass got to be president and was saying, like, maybe not completely outright, but, like, implying kind of racist shit and us all being like, is this still, like, really? Like, there's still that many people, like, and I don't want I'm not lumping them together like this at all, but, like, his base of support, certain Midwestern states and communities are really down for that shit. And then we had... What was the what was that fucking white power rally bullshit that happened when the guy who drove the car through the thing? It was like towards the beginning of Trump's presidency. It's like yeah, when that pops South up Carolina or to me, yeah. and this is again speaking, I like being kind of ignorant on it. I'm like, there's still motherfuckers out there like this. Like I remember, so I'm from Vermont originally in New England, like a very open liberal liberal place. They were the first ones. It wasn't uh, it wasn't gay marriage or the civil unions was passed in Vermont. Yeah. So that was totally like normal and accepted in Vermont since I was a young child my entire life. So I remember when I was a little older, say a teenager, and I hear something about them passing like a a gay rights or marriage thing in like Alabama or whatever. I'm like, that's a fucking thing? You motherfuckers haven't caught up? <laughs> like, what are we doing? It is, and I should have been aware of that. Like, so that's speaking when I was younger, but I still, like this bullshit gives me a reminder. And then fast forwarding to the current situation, I think the pandemic primed it. Everyone's locked up a lot of economic issues scared because of the actual virus right. going around everything involved and then you have exactly one more racial incident because like i said we had and then you had the ahmaud aubrey thing and unfortunately these have been happening and since there's now cameras everywhere whether it's security or cell phone footage body cams occasionally do show the real thing body yeah. cams are still very questionable like how many times did they just cover that, that shit up yeah, dude. but now that there, it's so much more available, one of these horrible instances of police overstepping their power or, or military or even just normal people doing horrible shit to other people, we're seeing the visual footage of it more and more. It comes up every few months, some terrible event. And this one is obviously focused on terrible racist shit. It's airing out how much residual racism is still around. Like I said, because that... Where I'm from and the people I'm around, I have friends from all different cultures, backgrounds, colors, all of that. It's not a thing for me. Like, I guess I was just raised right by my parents. Like, I never 
thought about that with the people I was around. And maybe I just got lucky of having friends from, from different backgrounds early on. So it was always obvious to me. I do remember running into some people when I was younger from like Vermont's a pretty white place too, who were, were kind of racist. And I remember one, I just had to sit down. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, what's your deal? Like, I know you're a smart guy. How are you saying this racist shit? And I talked to him for like 10 minutes. It turned out he just hardly ever been around anyone from another race. That was it. Right. I was like, how can you say this? And I was like, give me an example. Like, what happened? He didn't have anything. I was like, what are you basing? And it literally was based off nothing. That's the main issue. And I think a lot of these people, it's either based off a total misplaced experience. You run into someone in whatever race, have a bad experience, and you're like, oh, it's because of their race. That's ridiculous. Like, be smarter. But a lot of people, it's just pure ignorance. Like, I don't know exactly what area is the country, but I know I said I come from an area that's majority white. I know there's a lot of other places like that. They're just not around people from other cultures. So they literally just don't know. And then they take on these ridiculous assumptions and prejudices from either their family or friends. Or now, unfortunately, we see like I think a lot of like this Trump shit and people who lean towards that side of it take it on online. They don't actually know like they haven't been around people like that because it's it's pretty quick. I don't remember the guy's name. But this is one of the coolest stories as far as like solving racial divide I've ever heard. He's this black guy, some kind of musician. He did it accidentally at first. He's now converted over 100 KKK members, the most racist fucking people you can get. All he does is just talk to them. He, all he does, he actually shows up to their fucking rallies. He goes, I just wanted to, if you just talk with me. And as soon as I talk to him, he's like the nicest guy ever. So they're like, wait, I can't be fucking racist. <laughs> You're like, I, they just didn't know. That's it. They're just ignorant motherfuckers who didn't know. And I know there's a lot of real hate and racism. But I think a lot of it is pure just ignorance. Yeah. And as far as the issue that's going on with cops, that is certainly the, I would say the racist side of it is the worst of it. That's like the most disgusting. We just have a completely fucked up judicial and way to enforce the judicial system. Like there's just a lot of weird laws and then a lot of cops who are, they aren't trained well, they enforce stuff wrong. And every once in a while, like you get so many cops, you get one who's a real piece of shit and he does some shit like he did to George Floyd, which I don't know how far you went into that one. It sounds like they had a prior history. They both worked security at the same club. Mm-hmm. And there were, I mean, you don't know how accurate these things are in hindsight, but I don't know why this would be made up. It sounds like they had personal issues. It sounds like the cop was a piece, what, what I heard, at least what I read, was that that cop was a piece of shit when he was running security and George Floyd would bring it up to him. So then he comes back and we'll see how that case plays out, man. Because I think that'll be the real kicker on this, whether it facilitates change. If him and the other officers who are right there on camera get what they deserve through the justice system or if they get off easier, then I think that'll be if we're really making any kind of progress here. Because personally, like from our perspective, we're like there's there's just no room for that in the world I want to live in. Like I don't it's like that that can't be around anymore. Not in in a developed country, you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't happen anywhere, but we should be so far past that we're seeing all this residual bullshit still just kick up and kick up so i think a time will tell if all this will actually facilitate change i certainly hope it does but what do you think do you think it will and how do you think it will if it does like do i think anything's going to change as a result of all this no nope i don't think this is the moment i was i was Loaded question, dude. Yeah. Um, when this stuff started happening, I was 
excited. I was hopeful. I was like, this is the fucking moment where we can actually change shit. And that was coming from a place of assuming that more people weren't the way you just described. Which I thought before too. I didn't, I didn't know there was so many fucking human beings that just go out of their way to be an asshole every day, every moment. It's like, it amazes me. It really does. And I, it makes me sad. And I thought, you know, there needs, there does, I do believe there needs to be a moment. And in order for there to be a moment where we actually change everything in a meaningful way, I don't mean just pass a fucking law. I don't mean hire another president. Like these, these issues we face are deep. There's a lot of layers to it and it's full spectrum. It's not just an issue with the judiciary branch of the government or just an issue with, you know, worker wages or just an issue with health. This shit is layered. There's a lot going on here that needs to be addressed, you know, and since the civil, you know, since this kind of uprising has started to happen, it's actually caused more of a separation of people. You know, people are more polarized. People are more confused. People are not coming together like we need to. Like if we really want to change America for the better or America, the United States, you know, and you see other parts of the world following suit. Dude, this fucking everywhere, dude. Every country is like Russia, China, you know, Belarus. There, it's everywhere. Everyone's sick. A lot of people are sick of this shit, but it's not enough. It's not enough to to actively change the systems we have in place. Like they need to be changed. Like we like we said earlier, the only law that's fucking been even put to to affect all these stuff. That's uh, been proposed is an anti-lynching bill, and that didn't even pass. So you really think we're going to get universal health care right now? You really think we're going to get uh, universal, you know, basic income right now? Do you really think small businesses are going to get fucking bailed out at all right now? You think they really care about that kind of stuff? Do you really think, you know, do you really think they're going to wipe away all of our education debt right now? I don't. You know, I and I, it's, it makes me fucking sad because I'm ready to go, dude. I'm, man. I know a lot of people don't really feel this way, and maybe they say they will. They do. But in order to save humanity, I would personally gladly die. Right? If you say like, say someone's gonna shoot at you, and you were a reflection of saving humanity, and if I didn't get in the middle of that shit and take the bullet, humanity would not survive. I would do that. And I don't think a lot of people are really that way. The idea of it might be nice, but I don't think a lot of people are really willing to go that far. And I think that's kind of, you know, part of, you know, why a lot of people aren't taking action. You know, there there is a lot of awareness being raised. There's a lot of information being shared. Even though there's a lot of misinformation being shared too, there are a, little, a lot of good things that are, that are true that are coming from people. But yeah, man, I don't think this is the moment where really anything changes. I think Biden will probably get elected, but that doesn't change anything. These issues, again, these issues we face are, are very deep and systematic and even like, dude, fuck man. You know, the, 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 America was built on coming to a place and wiping everybody out and taking it over and claiming it as ours. That's the foundation you laid for like our way of life here. 
even if it's just subconscious and not necessarily what people act like consciously on a day to day. That's how it was, man. White man didn't come here looking for peace and to build community with Native Americans. Fucking wiped them out, right? And then you saw that that kind of injustice for a long time, right? Civil rights is a, is a relatively new. Yeah. Women getting the right to vote is relatively new. You know, past like, what, less than 100 years? Yeah. That's even happened. And even those things that happen, right? Civil rights, LGBTQ, bunch of those things that we, liberties we enjoy now are a direct result of riots, right? And if people say, oh, peace, you know, peaceful protest is, is fine, but I don't agree with destroying shit. Hey, bro, you killed Martin Luther King too, man. There is no peaceful fucking protesting that we're, show me one example of everybody holding hands in this system that actually enacts meaningful, fast fucking change. Because the only reason that, that the Civil Rights Act was passed was because riots went nuts, dude. That was not happening if, if you know, Martin Luther King gets killed and everyone's holding hands about it. I don't believe that, man. And I wish it was that way. But if we're being real, the only shit that's changed in the history of modern humanity is like revolution, man. They're really the only solution I see to meaningfully change everything, you know, is revolution, dude. And it doesn't have to be a negative one where you just go killing everybody or anything like that. I mean, all the people, all of us, all of us, dude, that aren't making millions and billions and have our fingers in newspaper and government, all this shit. We come together and we be like, nah, and we can even just do stuff like nobody works, dude. Everybody stop working and paying all these motherfuckers. Speak their language, man. Take their money away. That, that could be a meaningful change. The NBA stuff, when they walked out, they didn't play that game. When the, uh, that What was his name? I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, There's been so many. Um, yeah. That yeah. You know, another one gets killed, and they're like, they walked off the court and were like, we're not playing anymore. I love that, because that's the kind of shit that needs to happen. Like, everybody stop going to work, stop feeding into the system, stop paying, like, then you don't have to pay your taxes and fund this whole shit, stop buying shit from it, you know. It's, you got to speak their language, man. So if you take away all their money, or you even hear how much they just talk about economics and shit like that, you know, yeah, well, that, yeah. can, that can do a lot. That can do a lot, and that's not violent either. That's something we can all just, hey, man, no more money flowing. Because the government doesn't just have piles of money, dude. That's all our money, really. You know, we pay for that. So if we stop paying, we can, we can really vote for change with our wallets. You know, I think it's a big yeah, one. Well, yeah. I agree with you, but I think a softer version because the reality for most people, especially the kind of like the, the numbers it would take to, to facilitate a change like that, can't just cut off they can't just stop but what they can do is stop spending on the bullshit like you said they can stop i don't care if it's a stimulus check or money you got anywhere don't buy a fucking new flat screen with it or don't subscribe to another shitty cable or online source that just feeds you bullshit all day don't put your money in stuff that directly hurts your life instead of helps you and it's money you probably didn't even have to begin with, if we're going back to the, the credit thing we were saying. So I think it's more gradual over time of people realizing what they should invest their time and resources into. Because yeah. that's really, and I like, it, it would be great if there was one big event that was a catalyst, but I do, honestly, I think we're kind of past the point of any like physical revolution or something like that. Like when, this is just kind of a micro example of when people get all worked up about Second Amendment stuff and, I don't feel that strongly about it. Like, I like guns. I've 
guns are great. I think you should be able to own them if you want, but I'm not a big gun person at all. I just, I don't really care that much. When people talk about second amendment, that shit that was in the constitution about militias, what the fuck are you talking about? No one, I don't like, I know people with a lot of guns. I know people with fucking arsenals in their house. If the SWAT team pulls up, they can't do a goddamn thing with all their AR 15s and shit. You can literally, (laughs) literally do nothing. You're not a militia. No one is. That's not a real thing anymore. I don't care if you have all the firepower you can buy in America, which is significant. We have a lot of guns here. If they pull up in an armored vehicle, which is basically a tank and most small town police forces have that, you can't do a goddamn thing. There's no, like, I know we've never gone quite this far, but at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a lot of people leaning towards the conspiracy side of things, talking about martial law, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What do you think happens if the cops show up to your house? We've all known people that that's happened to. I've been there. What happens if they they pull you over (laughs) with a gun? The same thing if anyone pulls up on you with a gun and says you have to do this. You don't have a fucking choice. There's no, and when they have more guns than you, which the police force will always have, there's no, that shit is not relevant. So that's where I don't think that there's like, yeah, we can have, this is kind of what I saw with the riots, if I'm being real. And then they, they got pretty gnarly in a lot of places and all the way to, you had stuff like the, the Chad Chaz thing in, uh, in Seattle. And then you had what went on in Portland when they took over at those few blocks that was allowed to happen. And as soon as it got just big enough where it was the dominant story for a few days or weeks and they're like all right now now this is shut down at any second the reason that happened in seattle is because the mayor said it could happen it got to a certain extent and they were like national guard time shut it down like you could literally like the most extreme like fucking movie scenario could happen someone could take over a whole giant city say seattle is entirely like those blocks expand to the entire city the whole downtown suburbs everything cool surrounded with national guard shut it down as soon as you know what I mean, there's no like that's not a thing anymore. Like there's no back in the day when everyone just had a musket. Now the thing you're gonna organize a group of people and facilitate violence. I think it's more of a, a mental movement now and stuff you can spread online. I'm not saying that like physical revolutions don't have their place. We saw that happen in Egypt, and it was organized online just a few years ago. And that did change the country. I don't know if it's for better or for worse. I don't know a lot about that, what's going on in that country right now. But I know it did. Massive change took place because of that type of revolution. I think with countries like America, talk about England, a lot of the the other European countries, basically the people are holding most of the wealth in the world. Shit, Russia, China, that's, that's not a possible scenario. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think it is. I think it's more of something like you said it's more of an economic move that needs to be organized and pushed than any kind of like protests can be great as kind of a rallying point and they certainly have their place like i see more often than not they're probably not going to have much of an effect after it it's more going to be a news story for a few days yeah yeah i think the protests need to be way more organized dude like initially it's just a bunch of people like getting out of there and, and voicing their their you know distaste for whatever's going on but still needs to be way more organized like uh, um killer mike said kind of thing like you got a plot plan you know all that shit organized strategize mobilize like you gotta have what are we gonna do what's our goals what do we actively want to change how can we change it's got to be a lot more thought out than let's just go out there and fucking yell and you know do that kind of stuff because that doesn't they don't give a fuck about dude you go out in the street and dance and and chant 
and all that shit all you want you still see what, they're still gonna come in hot and fuck with you dude they're still gonna bash your face in casually like it doesn't even matter man and then like yeah man i this shit gets me really you, upset you need to get, really you, you upset need to get depressed about it no. you need to get angry all that but so i have a friend who who organized a few of the the black lives matter protests right here in boulder which is yeah it's small compared to what went on a lot of other cities also we're not talking about any kind of big violent protests and stuff like that organized an empowering march and then the next one he did i thought this was even cooler and probably the most impactful thing you could do organized an event right in front of the fucking courthouse down there we had artists and speakers literally just black people doing empowering things and there's that's where it's bare you can almost it's a demonstration it's not even really approach they're just Luke, putting positive stuff out there. That's it. And I think that's potentially... That's amazing. More, that's know? amazing, but it doesn't do shit. But I think if it grew to larger scales, it would. Because it just opens up more opportunity and it put more, puts more eyes on the issue in a positive view instead of like a lot of the mass protests. Like they, I think almost all of them probably started with good intentions and a lot of good people. And it was the, the smaller organizers probably had everything on point. Then when you had was a bunch of crazy kids from the suburbs came and eluded everything. And everyone, not everyone, but a lot of them. Shit happened in goddamn Manhattan. Dude, there was people rolling up to the Rolex store in a Rolls Royce and kicking the window in and taking watches. That's not a protest to me. That's not like you're driving up in a half million dollar car. Mm. Like that's just someone taking advantage of a situation. I know that's just one tiny little isolated incident, but what I did just say I think happened way too much. It was... For the large part, just a lot of young kids were like, oh, we get to go crazy. We get to go smash windows, break shit, light cars on fire, and then maybe steal some stuff too. Dope, let's do it. That has nothing to do with it. It got, that part of things got corrupted real fast. Like, I'm not even against, like, I'm not, I'm not anti-violence if it's necessary, if it's out to make the point. Like I said, some of the older, like, civil rights and what happened in Watts after the Rodney King thing, I think there was a lot of just crazy violence. And yes, there's, there's a lot of, I don't, it's sad as fuck when you see like the local business owner who obviously had nothing to do with this, get his place torched, but occasionally things like that will facilitate change. It's probably a better idea. Like if you're really angry at the police, go torch the police station, not the corner store. That's whatever. I know things get out of hand, but I do think there can possibly be a time and place for violent or at the very least aggressive protests, but more often than not, that's going to get co-opted by people who just want to come in and be violent and have nothing to do with the movement. Usually it's going to be kids who are just acting out their anger. And that's what we saw a lot recently. Um, there's two things you made me think of. Um, one, I'm really worried about the kids. Yeah, it's, it's fucking terrible, dude. But they they got to see this shit. They're getting radicalized with that 17-year-old kid who gets drove into what kid was Kansas by his fucking mom. Like, dude, yeah, Kenosha, yeah, Wisconsin, that's right. Yeah, and, like, dude, you do that shit, you're not going there to protect fucking property. I'm sorry, man. You drive your kid down with an AR-15 across state line, like, you're hunting humans, bro. That's what that is to me, you know? And that's a kid, dude. You're doing that to a kid. I saw some of that video, cops are throwing them water and shit, saying we're grateful for you guys, watching the kid walk around the AR-15. That's terrible, dude. Radicalizing children... And then allowing them to do that kind of dirty work. No. I'm sure you saw the pictures of him too. There's pictures of him. Looks like he's in high school in like police cadet uniforms. Mm -hmm. 
what that kid was a little fucking nerd with probably not that many friends in high school and he picked up the identity of a little like trump supporting mini cop and then when he actually had an opportunity went out and yeah that shit is sad as fuck to me so i said that was a little fucking nerd you could see it in all those pictures and he's allowed to get a gun walk around like he was a cop no he's a little fat kid no a little kid like that should never be able to walk around policing anything that's like the worst that's and (laughs) technically he wasn't although he would have been i think in his state i think he was from illinois he wouldn't have been legal to have the ar where he was so he was breaking the laws we do have in place there and i'm sure we'll we'll get his due he should if he wants to act like that he should 100 percent. i'm sure he will be charged as an adult that yeah that situation is just absurd and like that's I'm with you too, because especially now with everything you can absorb online, I think it's just so easy to be overly impressionable and get misled. Like I said, I've known people who aren't, they're not dumb people, they're not bad people, but they certainly have bad views and prejudices just out of ignorance. Now, if you have someone like that, they get exposed to the wrong group, which is just easier to do now because they're Sony Martin. You're an angry little kid. Like, so you looked like a little yeah. nerd to me. That's what it was. And he probably just fell in with the wrong group it's the same and by the wrong group i mean fell in with a fucked up ideology online yeah and then he's unfortunately had the ability to go act it out in real life i'm always curious to know more about that like what are the events leading up to him doing that why was he thinking like that you know there's a reason and he's a kid again he's a kid like he's influenced by some like i want to know the events leading up to that moment that caused that to happen because there's shit going on that's not okay that's affecting children to the point where they're yeah i'm gonna go fucking roam the streets gta style do you know like that's dude that should not be in no no parent wants their kid out there doing that man let's be real you you really have a child thinking like man i hope he grows up and he's just anarchist city <laughs> you know what you did point out which was legit and it does of course often start with children that shit clearly started with his mom she had the the same type of stuff put out online obviously enabled him to do that by driving his his dumbass there so that was probably a fucked up family thing and that is look it's on the individual family but you see that a lot just with racism like if there's racist parents the chances are the kids are going to be racist too yeah someone in chat just said there are people who just want that too and i think that's totally right dude i think that's yeah. totally right there are sickos who do people who do want that kind of mayhem you know that's that it sucks that really sucks yeah. yeah there's no room for people like that in the world anymore and it's not no kind of overnight thing and who knows how long it'll take but i personally believe that kind of of activity will be weeded out because i think there's more people of our mindset that just have that's not the world that that we're going to be living in in the future there's no room for it anymore that's some some like tribal caveman level bullshit <laughs> that's a long time ago and the, a lot of it is still around you, you get in the psychology of it but it's there, there's no room for that in this world that shit's it's it, it has to go away man do you think uh defunding the police is a good thing uh so this is kind of like I, I, it's not super well thought out, and I'm I'm not gonna pretend like I'm that knowledgeable about it. I do think defunding it in a lot of ways, like I think it's absurd for small town police forces to have basically like an entire military facility at their disposable disposal. I think that's just insane. What I've been saying long before this, but I still agree with it. I think there should be a significantly reduced police force, like anywhere from like 
maybe 25% to a third of what we have now. I think they should should have much more training as far as before you're ever able to to be on active duty and uh, something that, that Jocko Willing keeps bringing up, you know him, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, he was a ranger, I believe. What he does now is train special forces. He's uh, he's one of those psycho, like super disciplined military guys, kind of like a David Goggins type for anyone who's not familiar. But seems like he he's a pretty level-headed, intelligent guy. I mean, coming from the pure military perspective, what he started saying at the beginning of this, I think police should have twenty percent of their time, as far as their their salary time should be training and that just makes perfect sense like if you want to be good with a gun like so i'm not a crazy gun person but i've been around them honey you need to train with that gun a lot how many cops shoot every week i bet i know people who hunt Seriously. who shoot way more yeah, than a, if you have a sure. gun on your hip and you might actually for have sure. to use it you should be working with that probably every single day Keanu Reeves type shit. exactly no <laughs> yeah. but you really Seriously, should though. be highly trained I, as far as i do think they're probably overfunded overall but i think there should be less of them i think it should require more education and training to get into and i think the individuals who do it right now should be compensated higher so you get a higher quality of person doing it like the fact that you can be a fat older cop who's barely mobile and walk around or usually just drive around occasionally get out of your car with a gun on your hip and you're supposed to be able to enforce laws on people is absolutely absurd the the fitness requirements for the police force are a joke like we call it it's uh, it, it's an actual meme now. And I don't, don't mean. On the, no, I mean month, right? it's a meme that cops are fat and eat too many and goddamn donuts. donuts. Right? Yeah. That's a because it's it's actually a real thing. Most cops you see like every once in a while you see that young like military looking cop and you're like oh, I don't want to fuck with that douchebag because he, he'll probably actually fuck someone up. Any cop should have the ability to do that. They should rarely use it, but there shouldn't ever be a single cop who can't enforce what they're doing. Because if you take a guy who's occasionally going to have to get physical, someone even if it's a purely mentally ill person, a crazy person who's out to harm themselves or others, and someone has to do something, you put someone who's not physically capable of doing that, and their only option is a taser or a gun, that's insane. Like another very obvious one, this is tagged on, like it's something that people like Jocko and Rogan say all the time, but you should know some kind of basic self-defense jujitsu. Like the easiest way to control someone physically that we have right now is jujitsu or having some kind of wrestling training or some very basic hand-to-hand physical combat. And that doesn't mean punching them in the face and injuring them. It means subduing them without doing any damage or at least minimal, if if you can. And that's like it's so crazy to me that that's not like a, the first requirement. Like you yeah. should have you, you should be very physically capable, well trained, and you should be tested as far as psychological tests and what you would do in different situations, give them really the morals of it. Like, is it necessary to hurt someone in this situation to control it or is it not? And if they answer wrong, they're out. <laughs> like, and the other, the back end of this, so I've, I've put a little thought into it over the years. I think instead of what we hear so often now, a cop does something violent, blatantly breaks a law, and they get off easier. Sometimes they don't even get punished. They just get moved to a different force. Instead of that, they should have a harsher penalty than a normal citizen. So the same thing. You get a higher quality of person who is not likely at all to bend the rule to suit their personal feelings in the situation because they know if the cop assaults someone, they go to jail for three years. You're not going to have cops assaulting people if you do that. Yeah. Back to the... And this is... It's always an issue of scale. There's something that's been brought up recently as far as 
racial injustice and being violent towards minority because you have pieces of shit with uniforms and badges on. It seems like if you have a higher level of education and training, and I'm referencing there is a few different Nordic countries like Sweden, Norway, who they have, it was somewhere from like two to four years of training and education to be an officer. Each country, it was like less than two incidences a whole year. I know they're, they're tiny compared to America, but the same basic thing, like, damn, if you have to, you have to go to school for six years to be an accountant. I know people personally, I actually know two of them that I went to school with and I knew when I was younger who went on to be cops less than six months sign up to go be in a car with a gun on your hip out on what that's insane insane, man and i know in some cases they do they also don't get paid that well at least the ones i knew i know i've told you this before bro i literally i know a guy he did it for a few years stopped because he didn't like the job he makes more money installing air conditioners than he did being a fucking cop insane <laughs> yeah that, that was the thing in in boston when i was living there there all the cops were making over six figures all of them and yeah dip out soon yeah all right uh luke's gotta leave soon so we'll wrap it up but i uh yeah i like a lot of those ideas you know i don't i don't think they're nothing's a real solution it's just thoughts. it's weird because because like yeah like with the the ss in germany or whatever you know they after the, all the Nazi shit, Germany had to actually disband that whole police force because it was just built on racism and rebuild it from the ground up. So I don't know if we need something like that. But I do I do believe, I don't know if that's the answer. I know if you defund all the police, take all their money away, and like the police are gone, they're just going to be privatized military fuckers anyways. So it would be worse. Yep. Yep. Be way fucking worse. Absolutely. So I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the answer, but I don't believe cops should be called to fix every fucking problem. You know, if someone's having a mental breakdown, you don't call the cops, man. You know, like, let's get some other therapist cops in in players or, you know, other forms of just helping people that isn't the dude with the badge and the gun, you know? now man maybe on a future one but something we definitely talked about in the past and gets tossed around a lot how drug laws are enforced decriminalization the whole thing and like what they did in portugal if you get it uh it's not even really being arrested but say you do get detained in some way for being some sort of drug addict and addicted to something that is sort of a controlled substance like i said decriminalized there now you're going to see a counselor right a therapist in jail yeah there's no felony yeah good luck <laughs> literally yeah. setting you up to be yeah. addicted worse than you were before yeah. instead it's something to rehab and the same thing should apply to mental health and probably to some degree even criminality all right you did this you fucked up instead of just saying you get locked up for so many years how do we effectively rehabilitate i know that sometimes they talk about rehabilitation in prisons I don't know if I've ever heard of a, a system that even sounds kind of legit. There's like the super rare success story you hear about a guy who got locked up and was so self-motivated that like he educated himself in jail. I give more credit to the individual. I don't think that has anything to do with our, our fucked up system. It should be to actually rehab them. How can they be successful, which will then have a positive impact on society and the people around them. Instead of like, what I see is absolutely setting them up 
to not just do what they already did before, but to do it worse. Yeah. Like you go in for a misdemeanor, you're probably going to do a felony next time. Yeah. And it's just the statistics. Most people who get locked up get locked up again. Yeah. A lot of them even catch a worse charge when they are locked up, right. which would be is super easy to do in the current system too. So. Yeah. Yep. I hear you, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. A lot there, and we we could go on forever on this stuff. But I appreciate your opinions on this, and we'll yeah, I wanna I wanna talk more about the the drug side and how you could possibly rehab because I think it applies to to like I said mental health and other types of so-called crime too, as opposed to just like the lock up and let them rot model. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which is crazy. Oh, man. Hey guys, uh, Luke's got to get out of here. Uh, he's got some things to take care of. But I want to thank you for coming by, man. I'm grateful for you. I'm glad we had a little bit to talk about. If you guys want to stick around for a minute, I got a couple more things I want to share. You know, actually, let me just do it while Luke's here. You got a couple more minutes? Yeah. All right. Um, there's a lot of things you can do right now, right? You might be like, a lot of the shit we just talked about is, is so, there's so much going on, man. And you might be over there like, what the fuck can I do? about any of this shit i know i felt like that a bunch and what you can do is just help people man is what it comes down to i was fucking yelling at luke a couple weeks ago in the woods dude i got so pissed at him because i was like what the fuck are you doing like actively what are you doing this is important to me don't just be talking about shit i'll just post on fucking this i was like what are you doing because i like the bystander thing gets me I'm personally very active, you know, doing shit. So when I hear someone not not taking action on things that need to be fucking addressed, I get upset. But it wasn't really like that. It was just like heat of the moment. I was like, yeah, was I was crazy. yelling at him, dude. I was. He was like, bro, calm down. Because I'm not like, you talk to me calmly, you usually like see your side of, side of the coin. But like. When you're heated enough to yell about something, then you can't explain your. Point. Right. Even exactly exactly yeah if you're so upset you you fucking you, you're trying to answer something you can't think clearly so now that i've had some time i'm glad i got that out of me before we streamed you know it's one of the reasons why i want to talk to you here and why we're we're such good friends in general bro because we can have those heated conversations and you know what it is with me i don't you can yell all you want i'm be like bro if i don't know what you're saying explain it to me <laughs> like, explain that shit <laughs> like, and it took like 15 minutes and then you explained it and actually made a lot of sense what you were talking about where it didn't initially which is why i got you heated because i was like i don't see that shit because yeah. You yeah. weren't, I wasn't hearing it, but when right. I got you to actually explain it, then I did. And this is important. What I want to share with you guys now, too, that just fucking help people, man. Be kind to people. There's a lot of people that need help, dude. Someone begging on the corner for 20 cents. I know you might think they're a fucking drug addict and this and that and shit, but dude, help people out. Because I know you probably didn't give him 10 bucks and you went home and, you know, spent 10 bucks on a subscription for Netflix or some shit. Like, there's just, dude, you don't have to be at a fucking protest. You don't have to be speaking out and yelling at everybody or, like, calling everybody out. You don't have to be, like, that crazy. But uh, what I think is most important is just be kind to your fucking fellow man, dude. Don't wish death upon them, even if they're all far right or far left or whatever the fuck you don't agree, dude. We don't have to kill each other over this shit, man. And that really helps the powers that be. This distracts from all that shit, dude. You versus me. 
me versus you. That's not really the point, man. There's a lot of shit that's fucked up, and it's not. It doesn't have to do with this dude next to me. You know, I'm trying as good as I can to be an awesome human being, and I know a lot of other people do, too. And this shit is really overwhelming. And the best thing you can do is just keep helping people, and make sure the information you're getting is fucking real. And fact check the fuck out of that shit. And if you don't know what's going on, dude, ask somebody. Even just send me a DM and we can talk about it, man. Because like, you know, I know uh, there's a lot of just, there's a lot of bullshit going on right now. And I feel really bad. And I'm a tech nerd too, so I'm very aware of how all these systems are working and working against team humanity. You know, this stuff, this kind of unrest happened at a little bit of a lower level in 2016. Like, there's, there's no fucking coincidence a lot of this shit happens during election year. How, I highly recommend anybody who isn't a tech nerd go check out uh, uh, Social Dilemma and The Great Hack. Very uh, insightful. Not fully awesome because the documentaries try to make them point themselves, but there's some good shit you can, you know, be aware of how these things are, are working and how these things are built. None of these tools that we use and that we're privileged of right now are meant to hurt us, but they're being used to hurt us and separate us, man. They're just so good like that. You know, so I don't know, man. I just want more love for everybody. I want everybody to care about each other. I don't think there's a need to kill anybody, any other human, no matter what your beliefs are. You know, and I think it's important too to speak up. You know, if if you see someone being really racist or fucking, you know, doing things that are not okay, please say something, dude. Especially if it's in front of a group of people, it's really important. I think that people see that kind of shit right now. You know, people standing up for what's right because it's really like, dude. You know, you said this earlier, man. There's a lot of shit that people do that is blatantly like you're you're racist as fuck, you know, like there's that, you don't have to say it, but the way you're acting is not okay. Just a quick add on, because I completely agree with what you're saying, bro, and it does need to be shown to people, but occasionally, and it was the, that little story I referenced before, sometimes, like, especially with someone you know, a lot of people won't respond, like, if they're saying something, it's usually get a reaction out of people, act some kind of way, act smart, act tough, whatever it is, if you know sometimes you can just grab them aside and if you just talk to them just ask the question be like why are you like this and most of them won't have an answer and that's enough to change their opinion and then they at least like i said it is it's definitely good to call people out on real bullshit but if it is like someone you know has some weird opinions on stuff just get into the conversation with them and usually you can make them realize or at least maybe have a more open-minded perspective on things then next time they are in front of a group of people they don't be saying the same ignorant shit you know what i mean Yeah, have the conversation and don't do what I didn't yell at him. Just be calm about it. Yeah, friends, <laughs> just unless I said let's do it. Continue like that, bro. No, I said you, you, you can come with that all you want, and I'm gonna be like, tell me what you mean, bro. <laughs> let's let's get to the point of this. Yeah, you're really good in Zen like that, though. Yeah, I'm grateful for you. But thank you, man. Oh yeah, you're fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, we're gonna be doing this at Trata every Sunday now. We're gonna be having talks, keeping shit moving. A lot more now. There's a lot of stuff we'd like to talk about and share with y'all and explore with y'all. But anything else you want to share with the people before we get out of here that's on your mind and you think is really important? Uh, no, I just want to say appreciate the people in the chat. Y'all have been saying some good stuff. We were just so into what we were talking about. I didn't even get to, to go in on any of it specifically, but I see that for sure. And there's definitely some some interesting comments in there. So I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Do you, uh, do 
Do you want to go through any of them? You gotta get out of here. I gotta run today, cool. unfortunately, but in the All future right. for sure. All right, say. Everybody say, I love you, Luke. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be safe, Luke. Sunday talks. Uh, I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to say peace to Luke. Yeah, give me a couple minutes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, I love y'all. I'll uh, uh, follow all the shit, dude. YouTube at Curly J. Instagram at Curly J. Twitter at Curly J. Facebook at Curly J. L's a one, dude. L's a one. Everything at Curly J. Stay connected, man. Uh, I'll probably do a painting stream this week, but then we'll at least be back next Sunday for more uh, meetings of the minds, as I like to call them. Shout out Dizzy for that one. Bye, fam. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Yep, socials in the chat. Here we go. Here we go. Dropping it all. Boom. Like, subscribe, follow, comment, love, everything. Love you, love you. All right, so we're going to jam, then we out. See you next time, fam. Hit me up if you need anything. Much love, much love, much love. Boom. All right, here we go.